everyone, welcome back. It's Core Stats, that Monday edition here on the Mayo Media Net, presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app, where we're actually making money, and we're continuing to do that, man, right through the weekend. If you're following around, you see my name up on the leaderboard every day. Make sure you're downloading the Jock Market app, and then... Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. And you've seen how we operate. The $100 is more than enough to do damage. We're really chiseling this 120-player slate down to just a few players. And we're constantly coming up with the top guys. And they're all at, let's say, 650 or below. Or you could really aim for that $5 mark to try and, you know, give yourself a few extra swings. But as far as percentage goes, this is where the game is at, man. If you want to play for it all, you're looking for the lotto ticket, DraftKings DFS is already there. And this show is going to help you do that as well. Then we're going to go onto the betting board. You know I brought the Fantasy Heat as well. We're going to do the look ahead. All 30 teams, man. Way too much to do to be BSing. Glad to be back. It was of course, you know, nothing like a good technical problem to start the week. I'm a little bit late, and when you're, like, uber-regimented like me, being five or six minutes behind schedule is like meteors crashing down. It really is. It feels like that. You don't have to slow myself down. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to try and pump the brakes. As we're going three million miles an hour, we're going to go ludicrous speed and try not to go plat. I bet a bunch of you people actually get that reference. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You know, listen, if I already got a laugh, press the like button for the views we're getting. We're not getting the likes. I want these likes because I want the show to keep going because, man, I absolutely love doing it. We're bringing you the three pillars of profit here at Mayo Media Net, right? Daily, DFS, jock market the whole line don't make it sound you know i don't mean to make it sound like i'm disparaging dfs because i'm playing as well i'm really into these winner take all contests that they do lower the risk for the larger gain i don't want to finish 12th for 47 cents or whatever the thing you know it's like 11 dollars and 12 cents i'm not really interested in that dfs is all or none for me if i'm looking to make money i'd much rather put my money in jock market and i really show it i'm putting orders of magnitude more money into jock market every single day because of the confidence and let's get right into it you're going to see exactly what we're talking about the ipo the um open is at 6 40 that's when the game start today very limited slate which is really fun and a nice kind of break for the fantasy side you know rushing to do lineups and stuff and among everything else going on, there will always be that one early game, and it really can throw everything off. So it's nice. We're going to get a nice long look. And I really like when the IPO is before the DFS Open, right? So we're going to get into jock market, let's say 6.30, really hot and heavy. I like to place my bids early, and if they hold, you get to go back. Keep in mind, those bids are limit orders, meaning if we set $5, we're going to give you prices. We're going to set $5.50 orders right now, and if it holds... It holds, meaning if it closes at four fifty, you get the dollar back, right? So you're just protecting yourself. So you're not trying to hash out. We're setting our own value. Let the market determine if we're ahead of it. And then you can go back and add to that position. So I really love jock market. That's why we're making money in it, like, basically every single day. It's so much fun. I love it. We're also at a all-time high myself. Remember, I'm doing it with you. I've used none of my own cash. I'm putting my money, and I'm actually putting jock market's money where my big mouth is. I, I've showed my transaction sheet. I could show it again. It is blank. It only has the $20 promo code I used when they first opened I don't know, maybe last year a little bit more. And now we're up over 3,500, getting to 3,600, which is 17,000 
500% for all you PL people out there. All right, first one up, we got the big game we're going to be backfilling into. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Cincinnati Reds. I don't know. Bumgarner's got the surface stats going. People are buying it. I'm not. I'm going to keep going up against them, especially as we've seen right the offensive environment begin to change a touch. Right, so Bumgarner, 3-3-1 ERA, 1-2 whip. I don't know, but OPS on the year at 750, that's really way too high for those stats. The O-swing, that's his chase rate, below 29%, paired with a near 90% in-zone contact rate, right? So nobody's being fooled in chasing. Everybody's making contact with everything. And he has a plus 45% hard hit rate via stat cast, which is 95 miles an hour at a 416 expected Woba on contact. So he's really getting bashed around, not fooling anybody. He's a perfect example for a negative regression, especially with, like I said, the offense sticking up. So I think we're going to bash him. Good. Hit fastball in the cutter in particular to right-handers is where he struggled. It has a plus 550 expected slug. Right. We haven't seen the production on it, but the underpinnings are there. So I did a little bit more for you because, you know, if someone's going to do, we're going to overdo me, you, and the Quark Stats crew, baby, how we roll here. The nuance and the context that you get at the Mayo Media Nut, baby. So it's Brandon Drury. Tyler Stevenson, and if the Punisher is in the lineup, Aristides Aquino, each of them have a plus 13% blast rate against four-seamers and cutters from lefties. All right, I really have a lot of access to stats that maybe not everyone does, being able to split and time sort all these things, pitch split and all that stuff like that. And that's really where I think we have a little bit of an edge, right? We're really kind of focusing in, getting that laser focus on exactly what we're looking at. I think that's really how you succeed. Um, you know, it's the best that we can do. So, and remember, not barrel rate. This is blast rate, right? Blast rate, the ideal subset of barrels. Barrels have not given us the production, really, that we've expected and hoped for. It's catching up a bit, but it's not quite there, in particular with a really high-fly one. So, we're looking for blast. That number is through the roof. Drury, Stevenson, and Aquino. And I think all of these players now also, something else I've been really getting into, I mean, are these total base plays and... You know, I know the first pillar here is daily DFS and jock market, but for the people like myself that are constantly crossing formats, looking to make money at this because we love it so much and work so hard at it, man, getting plus money on these total base plays is pretty crazy. So I've been doing these VSIN uh, spots, and props are very popular, and everyone loves plus money plays. And we're running them off at a ridiculous rate. I mean, I think, again, we're not, this isn't kind of. Production is not going to last, right? The same way I, I'm telling you, I don't think losing some bets on the total side is is going to last, right? But five total base props in a row in the first inning. I mean, not just not just in a row in the first inning. You know, to get two bases, remember walks don't count for that, but to get plus one twenty on these very granular looks that we're getting. Gosh, it's been super productive, and I'm, I think we're going to push those forward. You'll see where I'm getting at in a little bit on the show. Let's get back into it. The other one that lit up is against my boy Hunter Green, who I really, really love, but especially being in Cincinnati, he's got a problem with the fastball. Remember, he throws, I think, like 100 miles an hour, fast in, fast out. 619 ERA, 155 whip, and a little bit of bad math for Hunter Green. 55% fly ball, 12% barrel is that, nearly three home runs per nine. A nearly 1,000 OPS to righties year to date, and in particular, it's the fastball has a plus 925 expected slug. So we're looking at, I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup, but Luplo 
um, has been barreling up fastballs more than 16%. I had Christian Walker circle. His numbers through the roof as well. I think it was plus 16 barrel, but I think it was all blast as well. So whatever, you know, four or five that he has in that circumstance have all been cracked. So we want to get behind Christian Walker. I think that's a really nice play. Again, we're going to bring that up in a second. And then, of course, if you have two kind of stacks circled in the same game, you're probably thinking about it over, right? So there's a bit more of the thinking there. Last part on jock market before we move on is that when you have a game like this circled, even if players are not ringing up on the player model, right? And we're really trying to be focused on how many people we give. When a game is circled for the over, look at the full player list and make sure that nobody's going off below four bucks, right? Set I set four dollars as too cheap for anybody in a game that we have circled. All right, pretty simply, right? So we want to be giving numbers and want to be giving viable and sustainable kind of strategy for you people to apply. I think it's really important. You know, $100 is enough money. It's not a ridiculous amount of money. But if we're smart, it will be, right, to focus. But that's another spot where I've had success in that as well, having games that I've circled and backing into the less popular players, the 8 and 9 hole hitter if they're $3.25. And again, sometimes that guy will return 12 bucks, and it's a big percentage return. It'll float the whole thing. Let's dive into Oh, the fantasy side, I don't know why I do this. To, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I continue to do it because I don't know if anyone else is doing it. I don't know how else to make five or seven minutes impactful as far as fantasy with an entire weekend behind us that we didn't speak. And we have a whole week in front of us where we have so much work to do. If you're new, welcome aboard again. Please like the video and subscribe. If that stuff really helps. I hate asking. It's so stupid, but it really does help. It's funny for as easy it is for you. Can't imagine how much it helped. It helps me. It's so, it's so like disproportionate, whatever. It's the funny um tuesday and wednesday i'm using those stats that i mentioned before time sorting and stuff like that would be going through the advanced statistical leaderboard which has been very fruitful identifying hitters and pitchers uh i do one each day depending on what update i when the updates come in so one day is always gonna be somebody i know they have flip-flop but they always be tuesday and wednesday mining the board thursdays waivers friday we're gonna do the look ahead let's dive into this kind of oh my god we're gonna do 115 off the crack of the bat, all 30 teams, it's games, it's matchups. I don't even know what you call this at this point. It's just ridiculous. There's nothing like this at all. So if you're digging it, get up in the comments and tell Patty he unleashed the Tasmanian devil on you. All right, if we're ready to rock and roll. Sorry, guys. Arizona Diamondbacks, seven games are at Cincy, at Philly. You're always circling at Cincy, right? One lefty early, it's Mike Minor. You got to start old Diamondbacks this week. Next up, it's the Braves have six games. They're versus Oakland, versus Pitt. Two lefties early. It's Irvin and Koenig, who I do not know much about, which means Darno may sit. you got to keep an eye on him early in the week. NFBC players with the split week of junk. I'm trying to cover everything for everybody. So you're rolling out your Braves, rolling out Darno in one catcher leagues, of course. Baltimore Orioles, six games. They're versus the Cubs. They're at KC. No lefties early, um, too late. Next up is... Boston, oh, sorry, last note on Baltimore is if I don't mention kind of hitters, it means there's no lineup platoons of note, right? So that's what I'm trying to do. It's games, it's the matchups, it's lefties, and then if there are notes, so it, it, and then how we apply them, right, if it works. So just as quick as we can do it, getting through all 30 teams. Next up, Boston Red Sox have seven games at L.A. They're at Seattle. They have one lefty early and then two late. So it's Reed Detmers, Marco Gonzalez, and Robbie Ray. It's kind of tough. Durant, Durant, Jaron Duran is up, but... 
Jackie Bradley's off his third day of paternity, and I think that's generally when it ends. So I know people are on him and adding him, which I get. It's sexy. I even have a team that I've been trying to hold him, but I'm tempering that expectation. They're playing today, I think, so I, I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup. Just keep an eye on him. Chicago Cubs have only five games, right? So that's the red flags for Cubbies. They're at Baltimore, at New York. They have two lefties late, Cortez and Jaymont, probably getting away from your Cubs this week. White Sox, six games versus L.A. Dodgers versus the Texas Rangers. One lefty early, one late. It's Tyler Anderson and Martin Perez. Um, Sheets has been playing versus righties and Pollock versus lefties. Pretty firm kind of platoon looking like it's happening there on the south side of Chi-Town. Cincinnati Reds. Seven games are versus Arizona. They're at St. Louis. Two lefties in the early part of the week. That's Bumgarner and Tyler Gilbert, who I do really like, by the way. I have them on a lot of draft champions teams. And then one late, which means I think you got to sit... Oh, I dropped this name. Sorry, it got deleted. I'll get back to you. I'll circle back and I'll have to tweet at you. Sorry. But just keep an eye that there are lefties for Cincinnati. Next up, Cleveland Guardians. Seven games versus Texas versus Oakland. Man, I only made it five teams in without a mistake. It's very tough to balance all this information. Sorry about that. Versus Texas versus Oakland. They have one lefty early, and it's Taylor Hearn, who don't look past him. He really has some nice-looking stuff going on, and they have one late. So for week-long players, man, Stephen Kwan and Jimenez have both been platooning. Kwan has been a bit disappointing, might be on the sit end. Jimenez has been really productive. Is probably on the play side of that, right? So we're trying to bring just a bit of the thinking here, how we apply this stuff for yourself. Seven games are for the Colorado Rockies. They're at San Francisco and at San Diego, so automatically that's a red flag. For Rockies, they have two lefties early and then two late. But it's Carlos Radon, Alex Wood, Mackenzie Gore, and Blake Snell. You just abandon all Rockies pretty much all week. Even the guys that hit lefties, those are not the ones they're going to hit. Detroit Tigers, only five games. Red flag there. They're at Pittsburgh versus Toronto. One lefty early. It's Quintana, none late. Harold Castro, who I've liked and pumped on these and episodes, has been very good for us, is sitting against lefties. So, you probably want to get away from him altogether. It's just not enough games. Even five would be like, eh, because guys sometimes sit one of those. So get away from Castro. We'll address that later in the week. Houston Astros have six games there versus Seattle. They versus the Marlins. They have one lefty in the early part of the week. It's Robbie Ray. And I have the back end of that outfield is a mess. So that's like the McCormick, Siri, all that. You just get away from all the ancillary players on Houston. Other than that, it's all system go. Kansas City Royals with Chiefs have seven games versus Toronto versus Baltimore. The one lefties in the early part of the week. And it's Yusei Kikuchi, Kansas City, same lineup pretty much every day. LA Angels have... Seven games, they're versus Boston, versus the Mets. Things have been really rough for Angels, not going to get much better. The only lefty they face is in the back end of the week. It's David Peterson. Brandon Marsh, for whatever reason, has sat the last two games against lefties. Keep an eye on him. Joe Adele is up. I don't know if he'll be playing. The Angels are look like they're grasping, right? They're just trying to spark something. Somebody's going to get left out. I don't think it's going to be Brandon Marsh. LA Dodgers have six games. They're at the White Sox and at the Giants. The one lefty they face is Carlos Rodon late. You're playing most of your Dodgers. Marlins have six games. They're versus the Nats. They're at the Astros. The one lefty they face is Framber Valdez. End of the week. I've been digging the Marlins lately, especially um, Jesus Sanchez, man. Moonshots. Wowza. Good sign of the ball. It's not that the ball is waking up. The ball is the same. It's just the weather is waking up the... It's not that, well, the weather's waking up the ball, so I guess it is ball, but it's not a different ball. That's the thing. That thing people need to be clarifying. It's a use of the humidor. That temperature is now affecting, that's showing us. So that's what I was getting at is these high flies that are now going out. Anyway, 
Brewers have six games there versus Philly. They're at Washington, right? Two lefties, one in the early slate, one late. Um, too late, I'm sorry. Real tough slate there. It's Ranger Suarez and then Aaron Ashby and Eric Lauer. The big note there is Yelich has sat two of the last three versus lefties. He may find himself in a platoon or at least in the short term. You know, I, we don't know. We know the back is there. They might say they're trying to rest him. If he starts performing like this, he may hit himself into a platoon. I, I don't really know what the thinking is. Yelich, not the kind of guy we thought when he was healthy he'd be sitting. But it is what it is, and that's what it is. Minnesota Twins, six games versus the Yankees versus... Tampa Bay, two lefties, one each part of the week. Nestor Cortez and Ryan Yarborough. Luis Arise, as good as he's been as far as average goes, has sat the last two versus lefties. Mets have six games at San Diego at the Angels. Three lefties. It's Snell, Manaya, and Sandoval. Woof. That's a tough slate right there, man. McNeil has been sitting and JDD has been playing versus lefties. So, I mean, you know, I guess you're putting a JDD if you're stuck with like. Uh, a bad, tough CI decision like I might be. But yikes, those are not really the lefties you want to be going after. But playing time is playing time. Yankees, six games are at the Twins. They're at the Cubs. The one lefty they face back end of the week, it is Justin Steele. Oakland has six games there at Atlanta. And they're at Cleveland. Two lefties they face are Freed and Pilkington. Kemp and Barrera have sat versus lefties. I mean, some people are in leagues that desperate, like only I guess, whatever. If you're in those leagues, still probably be playing it, but that's the lineup note. I'm really just trying to go through every team and leave no stone unturned, because I think that's how we find the opportunities to get that slight edge we were mentioning before Philadelphia Phillies. Six games at Milwaukee versus Arizona. Bumgarner and Tyler Gilbert later in the week. Maniac and Audible Herrera are in a platoon. Pittsburgh Pirates, six games versus Detroit at Atlanta. The two lefties are Scooble and Freed, tough go there. I've been digging the Pirates, but they're more of a daily team for me. Padres, seven games versus Mets versus Colorado. The one lefty is Freeland, late Mazzara, and Osukar have ended up in a platoon. There, again, they're more of daily plays. Mariners, six games at Houston versus Boston. One lefty, Rich Hill, late. San Francisco, six games versus Colorado versus the Dodgers. Gomber, Arise, and Kershaw. So that's three lefties. Lestella, Jock, and Crawford have each missed like two-thirds of the games versus lefties. I think you're playing Jock, but because he pinch hits in the games where they don't start, he's going to pinch hit in those games. He's too good not to be playing. I don't know what kind of replacement you have. If you have somebody better, tweet at me and let me know. There is a chance, but it's not impossible, but I don't see it. Cardinals, six games at Tampa versus Cincinnati. One lefty is Shano Mack. Gorman has sat all three games against lefties. Expect him to sit one of those this week. Tampa, six games versus St. Lewis at Minnesota. Zach Thompson, but not our Zach Thompson on Pittsburgh. There's another one that like totally threw me off. And early, and then Smelter late, who's been good. Kiermaier and Choi will be sitting both of those games. So they're down to four games. Going to be tough. I do like Choi, but I wanted to play every game in those half slates for NFBC. He's not really a 12-team kind of guy. Texas Rangers, six games at Cleveland at the White Sox. Pilkington early. You're playing your Rangers that you need to. You know, Cole Calhoun, Corey Seager, and the like. Toronto Blue Jays, six games at KC and at Detroit. The one lefties, Daniel Lynch. The note there is Kevin Biggio has played eight of the last ten. So, you know, it's how you pick up on these things. Usage is the thing that we're after. So, he's playing, and if you're really desperate... Or a need, like, and have a bench spot or something. He's the kind of guy that could get going. We've seen power speed, and we know the lineup is very, very good. Last up, Washington Nats, six games at Miami and verse. Milwaukee, three lefties, Trevor Rogers, Aaron Ashby, and Eric Lauer. Yado Hernandez, who's been very good, was good for me on some deep league teams, is sitting verse lefty, so he's out. 
of Thomas has Lane Thomas that is has played the last three. He's been good now in a. It's been a tough spot, but I think with usage you just kind of go what's hot. If you get whipsawed, you get whipsawed. But that's the best that you can do if they're not telegraphing that usage. All right, that'll do it for the fantasy end. How about that? Take a deep breath, everybody. You deserved it. Bam. Come on, that didn't earn a like. I don't know what would. Enough of that pandering for myself. All right, let's get up into the betting board really quick again. It's a it's a short one. So the parlay is down to two teams, but I'm adding the prop there that Christian Walker, I just couldn't get away from it. He's just, that's my boy right there. And just everything seems to line up in this one. And hopefully he will get us across. So the first one we mentioned, we're going to look for that Arizona-Cincinnati F5 over. There's a chance this one's F5 uh, over 5 in the first inning, let alone after 5. I like Green, but he's been a home run machine. You know, Bumgarner, I really think that regression is coming. And the Cincinnati offense has really been kind of undersung. So I think we're going to get across easily on that one. Uh, Next up is Texas Rangers. My model had them as the outright... Uh, winner on this one. I had something there. Yeah, it's John Gray against Cal Quantrill, right? So Cal Quantrill's another one of these big regression guys. I think 352 ERA, 119 whip. That's what people see. What do we see? An 872 OPS, a plus 5 Sierra, a near 6 deserved ERA, a 6% K minus walk rate, single digit swinging strike rate, a 90% in zone contact rate, and a Texas. Offense that is starting to tick up. I think they're going to get at him. John Gray is just the opposite. 4-8-3 ERA, but the 3-5 XFIP, the 3-6 Sierra, 26% K rate, 64% uh, first strike rate. He's keeping the ball on the ground. He's limiting hard contact to the tune of his 360 expected Woba on contact, 3-0-4 X Woba on the season. Those are all really, really good. Cleveland offense is good. Don't get me wrong, you know, but they're not great. So I think if Gray just keeps it down for 15 outs, I think we'll get him near near even money there at minus 115 I think that that line is probably going to move and then I have the Christian Walker total basis prop at the bottom there I'm not allowed to pair them but I've been seeing casinos and sports books just doing craziness right now like certain books do not allow you to parlay player props and I found one that does. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, hit me up. Because I've been doing that again. And I, I've hit a couple of in-game total base props again. I don't recommend anything that I don't play on my own. I'm near my own maximum risk. So I'm not just going to start throwing out a million things that I like knowing that I'm not going to play them. But if I do come up with like these jock market model plays, you know, I'll put a tenth of a unit on a, on a three or four player prop parlay like to me it's the cost of doing business i do all this work like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have the model tell me to play something and then not do it right this is what i do so i like that i really like that it opens the door to do that so if you're looking for the ability to parlay player props i know like i don't think dk does that this site you can't parlay player props with money lines which i think you can do on other side it's just totally crazy man so again head on a swivel multiple books Shop, shop around. Mama told me you've got to shop around. That's really at the core of all of this because these little kind of percentage points are going to add up. And I think that's the difference between being sharp and not. Similar, you know what the total base prop feels like before we get out of here? Um, if this shifting from home runs to total base props, and I know home runs have come back a touch, but the odds are not there, right? Plus 300 for a home run. Opposed to plus 110, and Walker's actually short a little bit. Like, I, I'm 
totally, totally behind all the, like, Drury, the Stevenson guys, and I'm just parlaying multiple plus money props that we've hit, and, like, it really opens up the pathway. So I just encourage people to get creative, you know, I'm not saying go into your pockets and start wagering out of your mind, but it is the kind of thing where, like, yo, if you want to min-bet a couple bucks, like, and that's what I'm recommending, that's what I'm saying, to min-bet amounts that are a joke to you, right, instead of buying a Snapple or whatever that kids are drinking nowadays, you know, uh, monster drink I guess it has to have drugs in it as long as you're buying energy drinks you know what I mean or nine dollar Starbucks coffees I'm gonna drink my you know cold brew and spend the rest of the gambling <laughs> how about that man and I think that's why people love us here so I don't know that'll do it man that'll do it come on how much fun is this show hit me up throughout the day on Twitter at MLB moving averages at MLB moving AVG I'll be on VEASAN again tomorrow where I have a new regular spot I will be on VEASAN Tuesday afternoon where I have a new regular spot and I'll be on VEASAN Wednesday morning where I have a new regular spot look for the athletic article um, early in this week in the middle and normally drop some fantasy goodness or something like that whether it's betting or the like I mean it's just really been so much fun keep an eye on social media and play team total starting pitcher ranks are coming I grade the games we're going to score the games and you could thank Patrick Mayo for that baby woo daddy Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. Come on, right? When, you, when you're when doing this and you begin to profit steadily and then through inevitable downturns, which we kind of went through in betting, and, and now, you know, it's starting to pick up. And the whole time, we because we were sharp and playing different formats, jock market was, was working the whole time. The player props were working the whole time. And, you know, these things... Whatever, you know, whatever. Being smart. Being smart works. Uh, newsflash. So that'll do it. Rate, review, subscribe. Help me out so we keep this show going. Love you is like you love me, man. And I catch you on the flip side, yo. Peace.